you, 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 you are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Hey, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. It is I, DJ Impact, here with the Vegas Bad Boys, Sister Steve, Simon Street, Matt Michaels, and welcome to you all. If you're watching us on Twitch or YouTube, Facebook Live, we first off, we appreciate it. And second, make sure you throw any of the comments into your box. We would love to read and hear what your thoughts are on today's three count. If you're not watching us live, you download the, download the show. We appreciate that as well. And uh, we'll keep doing what we do. All right. So with that, let's get right into our three counts. It's time. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting present. One, two, three. Count talk. Count talk, baby. All right. Let's uh, get into our first, which is Nikon on WWE sale timeline, maybe three months. Mm. This is from SEScoops.com. This is how it reads here. It says that WWE CEO Nick Khan has publicly commented on when the possibility of a WWE sale will happen. Khan appeared on CNBC's Squawk Box to talk about Thursday's earnings call. During it, he noticed that he feels a sale of the company will happen, quote, quick, end quote, and speculated it might be a done deal within three months. Now, Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter had previously reported the company had been hoping to sell by mid-summer. Co-host Dave Faber uh, told Khan that he had heard, quote, probably not at this point, end quote, regarding Comcast, the parent company of NBC Universal buying WWE. NBCU has had a longtime partnership with WWE and currently has the TV rights to WWE Raw, NXT, and WWE Network content on Peacock in the United States. Another co-host mentioned the likes of Amazon and Netflix could be buyers, while Faber also brought up Endeavor, who owns the UFC. Now, Khan added that, quote, we're still bullish on Comcast being possible, end quote. He mentioned they got a warm reception in the marketplace for those who are interested, and they and they want to get a sale done before the TV rights deal, not to eliminate any potential buyers. Now, Khan doubled down on his previous comments from the earning call that Vince McMahon is willing not to be a part of the company if the buyer doesn't want uh, him to be part of it. A CNBC article noted that McMahon's uh, potential, or I should say, quote, McMahon's potential future involvement in WWE has become an early sticking point in preliminary talks with various buyers, according to people familiar with the matter, who asked not to be named because the discussions are private, end quote. All right, Matt Michaels, this was your story. 
you must have been shocked to hear that Nick Khan said maybe three months. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting that uh, you know there the hype around the potential sale to Saudi Arabia was so fast and furious, but this goes to show that wait a minute, there actually is a time frame, which is like shocking. Because when you get big sales of big companies, you don't usually get this shit, uh, which is, you know, is crazy in terms of, uh, you know, the stuff that probably is already in place. So who are they playing off of each other? Who does, who does this scare into making a higher offer quicker? That's the question here. And uh, to hear him say that publicly is pretty outstanding also three months time frame if you shave a little time off of that that's right after wrestlemania <laughs> so All right what a time to sell yeah and shout out to our guy john man welcome always good to see you man throwing in those good comments and it looked like you, had, you got a good point here i'm gonna move over over to uh sin city steve though man um what do you think about this, man? Uh, we've been hearing about this sale for uh, hell. We've <laughs> we've even talked about it the past years, just because from the different actions and things we saw happening, like getting rid of lots of talent. Like what's going on over there? And we it was always kind of thrown that this might be possible, and now we're hearing three months. What's your take, brother? So the thing is, the the timetable is what stands out to me. Uh, Michaels hit the nail right on the head by mentioning, you know, right after WrestleMania. Um, I, I see WWE pulling out absolutely all the stops for this year's WrestleMania, um, doing whatever it takes to get the highest amount of merch sales, the highest amount of Peacock subscriptions. Uh, you know, they already have, you know, a full gate that's sold. Um, and it, they've already broken records on the, the in-house gate. But the fact is, yeah, they're going to they're gonna strike while the iron's hot. Uh, I think that they'll be able to get all the numbers from Mania, mm -hmm. and if they, you know, play all the cards that they're trying to that they're trying to play, you know, we heard about The Rock, we heard about Austin, you know, the rumors associated with those guys. Um, I think that you're going to continue to see marquee matchups, um, and it's going to play right into the fans' hands, quite honestly, um, because they're going to do absolutely everything they can to make this the biggest WrestleMania that there ever has been, because then they're going to be able to get the biggest possible offer for the company from whoever is going to buy them. Uh, I, I think it's genius business and yeah, Nick Khan. Yeah. He's doing some great things. I know that we bagged on him uh, a little bit, you know, on this show. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that all in all, it's, it's a net positive for everything that will come out of this. Got you. Um, and no, that's Tony Khan that we actually bagged on quite a bit. So you just got no, to see, see Tony Khan is in his bag. <laughs> got a little something there too. Well, anyway, that's true. That's true. All right. <laughs> Let me go over to you, Simon street. What's, what's your take, man? Listen, they threw out their NBC universal. Um, they even said Amazon and Netflix and Endeavor, who owns UFC. I mean, these some interesting uh, companies here. Do you like any of these? Do you think anyone would represent better than another? Is there someone that wasn't listed you think could be a potential name in the list? I mean, 
What's say your BET. BET. Come on. Not saying BET. You know, no. <laughs> you should go sit in the corner. Somebody else. Somebody else owns BET. But anyways, wow. uh, I will say that all of these these, these takers, uh, these people. Uh, our companies, entities, however you want to put it, um, you know, are easily, without a doubt, the obvious choices, right? Um, what I will say that finds that, that I find very interesting, and I, and, and I do like this, is because we're talking about the WWE and the showsmanship behind there. Uh, they didn't; they're pulling out no stops. They're making it to where everybody wants to know, like, hey, you know, who's going to do what? You know, these different theories and whatnot. I mean, we saw how ridiculous and redundant the fan base uh, of us about the Saudi Arabia deal. The shit is just fun. Um, I think at the end of the day, um, it's all part of the plan. And, and when we talk about Nick Khan, it's interesting because Nick Khan, uh, you know, I remember kind of looking around, I think a couple of weeks ago, had said that, you know, Vince stepping down and Triple H assuming creative control and everything was all part of the plan. Vince McMahon coming back was part of the plan. Do you see what I'm saying? So, and, and you got to look at, what Nick Khan did before he ever, ever came to WWE. Mm -hmm. He worked on getting sports athletes contracts. The dude knows how to talk. He knows how to do smoke and mirrors. He knows how to overemphasize on certain things and not. And, you know, I just kind of see everything's just kind of coming together. It is what it is. So uh, I, I can't really answer that for you. In fact, I really can't. I mean, do I have one that sticks out of my mind? For the social NBC. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I I wouldn't see why NBC wouldn't be uh, wouldn't be really uh, uh, one of those companies that they that they wouldn't wouldn't mind. I mean, they've been with them forever, you know. They have everything set up. I mean, but you know, hey, that's just in terms of just throwing out there. You know, it's all about the money. You know, if Netflix says, "Hey, man." I don't care about your long-term relationship. Here's billions of dollars. I guess you go to Netflix, but I mean, mm. damn. It's going to be hard with Netflix. It's going to be hard with Netflix. Some some of y'all sharing passwords and shit. WWE, <laughs> WWE is coming to Tubi. Oh, free for everybody. <laughs> Here, now, together, free. <laughs> no subscription fee. It's free. <laughs> All right, man. Let's move right over into our second count. And this one over here juggling a bunch of stuff here. Here we go. All right. AEW streaming service appears imminent. And this is from Inside the Rotes Wrestling or ITRWrestling.com. All right. So this is how that reads says aw could be about to change the way that they deliver their content to fans at present all elite wrestling is a tele television deal with warner brothers discovery which airs dynamite on tbs and rampage on tnt outside of that aew dark and dark elevation air on youtube while the company also hosts our pay-per-view events per year now, however, it has now been reported by Bloomberg that the company are considering launching a streaming service. And AEW boss Tony Khan has previously discussed a streaming deal as far as October 2021. This is what he said, quote, in March, Khan acquired the small but respected pro wrestling company Ring of Honor. 
Man, that seems weird. Weird. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, let me just continue here. All right, so um, let me go back. However, it's now been reported by Bloomberg that the company are considering the launching a streaming service. AW boss Tony Khan has previously discussed a streaming deal as far back as October 21. Quote, in March, Khan acquired the small but respected pro wrestling company Ring of Honor from Sinclair Broadcast Group for undisclosed sum, adding a new crop of wrestlers, some intellectual property, and extensive video library. AEW is also considering starting a streaming service, likely through a deal with its broadcast partner, Runner Brothers Discovery, Inc., according to a person familiar with the management thinking, who asked not to be named. Last year, AEW broke $100 million in annual revenue for the first time, the person says. End quote. Okay, the report also stated that the company earned over $100 million in revenue for the first time in two, uh, 2022. Now it's titled, AEW's TV deal recently caused controversy. And what that reads is that uh, AEW deal with Warner Brother Discovery was recently a hot topic of conversation after AEW were initially blocked from holding a tribute show for former Ring of Honor star Jay Briscoe. This ban was eventually overturned and Jay's brother Mark appeared on Dynamite Wrestling Jay Lee. 2022 was the most controversial year in AEW, relatively short history since the promotion launched in 2019. Everything had been relatively plain selling, but that uh, serenity was tipped off it uh, tipped on its head in 2022. There was numerous reports on backstage unrest. A number of top stars went down with injuries and EVP Cody Rhodes left the company. This was all before CM Punk went on the attack in the post all out medium scrum, which resulted in a physical altercation backstage. And Punk, who had just won the AEW World Championship, hasn't featured on AEW television since. All right. Sorry about that, Sin City. It's hard sometimes to navigate these uh, sites when you got uh, all types of advertisements oh, yeah. running through. <laughs> oh, yeah. Never the kid, nevertheless, though, um, man, what is your take on this? Uh, this idea of a streaming service appearing imminent. Just go ahead and launch the damn thing already. <laughs> I mean, we've been talking about it for quite some time. Just go ahead and launch the damn thing. Charge your ten bucks a month. I mean. You're going to have the, the the video library from Ring of Honor. You're going to have, obviously, going on four years of AEW library as well. Um, I'm sure that you could ink deals with those independent promotions that, you know, used to be on a content lending basis to WWE and Peacock. Um, but, uh, you know, those promotions like ICW, like, uh, like Evolve and, you know, OTT, uh, those companies that have ceased a partnership with WWE for mm -hmm. their streaming, obviously they could have a new streaming platform with the AEW network. Just make it happen. It the time's here. Um, let me ask you then, Michaels. Do you see anything, you know, any reason why they haven't started it or why haven't, why we're still talking about it now a year later? Or it, it, what do you think is, is maybe possibly holding this thing from getting going? Uh, they don't have a fucking library. <laughs> what the okay. fuck are they going to stream? The four years of fucking free shit that was already out there 
the fucking pay-per-views they did and they don't do you know a pay-per-view every month and yeah. the ring of honor stuff you already got honor club so that's already fucking available so i don't know i think that it's a fucking pipe dream what the fuck you know I mean, the you, reason realistically WWE... you could merge honor club with this well yeah but what i'm saying is it's already available so all you're doing is basically saying oh here's all our shit for four years it's like i you know the why are you trying to compete with a company that already had a what 25 or so year history before they launched a streaming service so that's that's all it comes down to is the wwe already had a fucking catalog and they you know it's because i guess the question would be is what would entice you to want to subscribe to it right i mean uh, yes you do have the the back catalog but some of the things i guess for wwe when it in, initially had the network we were also getting a lot of original things that was on there right. as well you know right and and if they if they had an undertaker who would fucking tell the story of his career i mean they could do it with darby allen i'm sure that would be fucking interesting yeah. George Cassidy would be great at a show. I like he'd be one of the guys you could actually do a fucking show with. Sure. But other than that, what do you MJF? That's it. Like those are your original stars. And, you know, I, it's just fucking stupid. Uh what do you you know, I don't know. The best of Moxley's blood. <laughs> the true bloodline. Don Moxley story. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> All right, let me go over to you then, uh, Cyber Street. Um, listen, man, um, a streaming service. I mean, what's your take, man? Would this be something you would hop right on? I mean, seriously, and don't just say yes because it sounds good. Does it sound? Does this sound like something you would actually, as a fan or half a fan, that you would be like, hey, they can get my money? They definitely ain't gonna get my money if, like, some of the shows we said. Like, I mean, if there's a show that says, you know, cowboy shit, uh, no, that, that, that I'm not interested in that. However, I will tell you, when I hear shit like this, it always comes down to the number one buying price of what WWE Network was and what it is on Peacock. A way for me to watch pay-per-views without spending 50 plus dollars or having to find a best friend that knows a best friend that knows a best friend and knows a website. That's the number one buyer reason for me. I don't know why we haven't even talked about it. Uh, how many of you guys know how much it costs for an AEW pay-per-view? Not so a ticket, Sin City, because I know you know what a ticket price is, but I'm just being honest. You, How so much is it? Do you 25 bucks in a movie theater. Okay, <laughs> 25 bucks. Okay, no, no, no. All right, so 25 bucks, okay? So look at that at a price line. Right now, it's no no question. It'll probably be $14.99. If it'd be a little bit cheaper, maybe because they don't have the the library like, like Michaels was saying. It's well but are we, are we then suggesting that, that they would put their pay-per-views onto this um, – Streaming service? You yeah, probably problem. have to. You you would have to because you ain't got no damn library. But but they but the problem is if you do that, they lose the revenue in, in their pay-per-views, right. which is one of the only reasons that they're making any kind of money. So I don't know, <laughs> man. It's I'm, I'm only saying it from a consumer standpoint, but you're exactly right. They wouldn't, they would, they would they basically would put in way more than what they would get back. But I am saying at the end of the day, as a consumer, that's the only thing that I care about. You asked me the question. I told you. That's the only thing I care about. What did I get out of it? Shit. Give me a fucking where I got to find a website or I got to go to somebody else or 
$25 going and be in a damn movie theater with a pulpit people I fucking probably don't know or don't like. Just saying. You know, okay. that, that, that that's where that falls. All right, then. We got it. Let's then move right over into our third count. Let me just uh, hit this button here. Three. All right, there we go. Got to make it official. What if we hit that and it was another button? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it could have been this one here. Shame. Yeah. Shame. Hey so. man, hey man, stop <laughs> recording what happens in your personal bedroom chambers, okay? <laughs> <laughs> All right, count three. Shawn uh, Michaels says, Ivy Nile's appearance outside of WWE will be a one-shot deal. And this is at WrestleZone.com. So let me read a little bit of this for you. It says, for those of you hoping to see more WWE NXT superstars taking bookings outside the company, you may want to slow down on your thinking. Speaking with the media after NXT Vintage Day, Shawn Michaels said, this will be a one-shot deal for now. Now, Ivy Now is being advertised to participate in Booker T's Reality of Wrestling promotion next weekend on February 11th. There has been occurrences before in which WWE has had working relationship with independent promotions. The most notable is Evolve, in which WWE will ultimately end up purchasing. Now, Fightful Sean Ross Sapp asked Michaels about the upcoming appearance to which Michael says, quote, as of now, that was honestly a one-shot deal. Booker has obviously been very good to us here. It was something that he asked, and we obviously wanted to help him out with that. As of right now, there is no talk of any of that, to my knowledge. Right now, that was just helping Booker out with the show and doing what we could to see if we could help. Right now, to my best knowledge, it is just a one-shot deal for now. All right. Let me move over to you, uh, Simon Street, uh, on this one. I mean... First off, it's kind of cool for Shawn Michaels to uh, to allow this to happen, uh, being that Booker axed, and instead of them saying, nah, that's not what we do here, they said, okay, let's try to make this work. But he also says, hey, <laughs> at least to us, don't get used to this type of pattern happen. Um, what's your take on this? Does, this? does this something that you think we could possibly see more of, even though right now they're not, Thinking that way, or do you think uh, he's probably just going to make it a one-shot deal? Uh, I think it should be case by case, first and foremost. I mean, you got to look at the situation. You got to look at, you know, kind of what's going on right now with the individual and also the climate of the company and whatever decisions they're doing currently right now. You know what I mean? To sit here and say that we want to make this a part of our integral structure of the company would be foolhardy. You see what I'm saying? Because things change all the time. Right. And in this business, we know we've been consumers for how many years? Things change all the time. But I do think it is good to, to kind of have these opportunities and take a grab at it, per se. Uh, and, and I think it's a good look, uh, you know, just in general. I mean, and also, too, I, I will say this. It, if it is successful to a certain extent, it, again, opens up doors for down the road to where, um, more collaboration and more partnerships possibly could spring forth from that, which is always good. I mean, that's business 101. Sometimes, you know, uh, a great idea may not pan out. However, a good idea that may not be something we can fully do, but we can test the waters out, may be something that turns into a full stream. 
you know, and let me go then over to you. Uh, let's do this, uh, Sin City. So Simon Street says, hey, you never know. Things might go well. It, it's a positive experience. And if that's the case, maybe they may be a little bit open to it uh, down the line. Um, do, would you think that would be a, a good idea for it just to just flat out be open, uh, a good thing for them to do uh, and just stop with the one shot deal or we're just going to stop after this time with Booker? So I think that we are so used to, as John so eloquently mentions um, with his message here, you know, they have a they have a track record of actually doing this in the past. Mm -hmm. um, but we've gotten so used to how things have been in recent history where that's been something that's been cast out. You know, it's not even been a thing that's been on the table. Um, mm -hmm. I think the one thing that is very important to note is the actual language of Michael's quote, um, which, you know, he mentions here that it was something that Booker had asked and we obviously wanted to help him out with that. So it wasn't something that preemptively WWE did just, you know, being gracious and magnanimous. Oh yes, we will lend Ivy Nile to Booker T's promotion. Um, yeah. But honestly, it is a very good thing that this decision was made regardless of whether it was on a proactive or a reactive basis. Um, yeah. I, I, I really think that, this moves the industry forward as a whole. If the biggest kid in the sandbox wants to play with the other kids, yeah. realistically, that's, that's what we're looking at. And that's been my biggest complaint and gripe with WWE in recent years is that they want to exist solely in their own bubble and not have anything else matter in the history of the world. Your accomplishments that you did elsewhere don't mean a thing here. That mm -hmm. is something that has driven me insane. And you know, it's little things like this little things like having other promotions mentioned on commentary. Right. We're starting to see a, a, a paradigm shift. No pun intended. We are starting to see a shift in the way that WWE is now starting to um, recognize that there are other players in the industry, no one on their level, but there are other players in the industry and it moves the industry forward. I absolutely agree with that. Um, but let me ask you uh, Matt Michaels, we can all m think of reasons why this this would be something that that shouldn't happen because <laughs> you know things could go wrong. On the other hand, uh, from a fan's perspective, this would be something that would be huge and and would help maybe carry over the wrestling industry. Would you agree with that, or does it not matter about the wrestling industry? It just really where it matters about the WWE universe and that's it. What what does it carry over to the wrestling industry? It doesn't. It really doesn't. It it does two things. And that is one, it uh allows a smaller independent company a chance to work with the WWE. Now Booker is on the inside already, right? UW we had Regal we had uh, the Hardy Boys and Lita. I think we had Triple H there. Uh, we had Kurt Angle. Everyone came in because UPW was working with the WWE. Mm -hmm. And that's the key here. If you want a working relationship with a company, it's not because 
you know, Bob Smith and fucking Idaho wants, you know, Ivy Nile to be on their fucking show. So they fucking draw 900 people for the first time in their lives. No, it's because there's talent in that company that, you know, if you send your talent there to work with and you send a producer there to fucking scout, then therefore you're going to be getting some of that talent from those companies first and foremost before people go, who the fuck was John Cena? No one knew him. The only person, the only people who knew him were the people in Southern California. No one knew who the fuck prototype was. Right. And then he had to go from there to the developmental and go through that whole process and then finally get called up. So in three years, the guy went from being just a guy to being a WWE superstar. That's the thing with these. Right now, FSW. Gabe Sapolsky was in. Why was Gabe Sapolsky in? Because Gabe Sapolsky is smart enough to know that on their roster right now, they have, what, one, two, three, four, five? It's four or five people who came out of FSW. So that's what you want to work with. And Booker T is the same. Look, his fucking protege since she was 16, is their goddamn NXT champion for the women. So, of course you're going to fucking allow that. So, it it makes sense with the companies it makes sense to do business with. I think it's total bullshit to think that, you know, that means that all these fucking companies are going to get WWE people coming in. No. No, absolutely not. But if your talent is good enough to hang on a basis with their talent, then yeah, they're going to look at doing that because they all get it. Sean owned a fucking wrestling company. He trained people. He knows what the fucking business is like. Hunter fucking knows what the business is like. Of course they're going to fucking do that. And then Carino and all the other guys they have, you know, they're, all these guys are not Vince. Very simple. Yeah. You know what's interesting? Uh, and I'm sorry to cut you off. Yeah, yeah. Remember, we, remember, we were talking uh, Wrestle Talk. I think it was maybe, maybe three months ago. We were talking about an article where Kevin Owens was talking about uh, WWE getting into some of the indie. Maybe this is a little bit of foreshadowing to a certain extent. Maybe not exactly what he was saying, but maybe we're seeing some of these opportunities come up. And if it makes money and it makes sense, why not get your product out there? You know, start uh, basing or baiting an, uh, a new line to get new people to come in. Because I'm going to be real with you. Most people who really like indies particularly tend to follow more of the AEW ilk versus the WWE ilk because they're trying to get out of that hole of Vince McMahon and the way he runs things. Or ran things. I don't know. Run, ran. Did you just say they're trying to get out of Vince McMahon's hole? Well, look, 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 trying to keep look, Vince McMahon look, I'm going to be honest with you. The only, the only people getting out of Vince McMahon's hole is his legal team and PR people. Because how many more damn lawsuits does this man have? I think I have a lawsuit against him. I don't know. <laughs> that explains a lot. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, I guess that's it. Let's ring this bell here and, and call it a three count. Boom. Boom. Good stuff, fellas. Good stuff. All right. Next week, we'll do it all over again. We'll have three good topics for you. 
And um, as always, feel free to hop in there and, and throw your comments as you see fit. Shout out to a couple of guys that said, hey, here's our comments. And we got it onto the screen. We see you watching us. So, hey, <laughs> throw your comments in because I know you may have a, a thought in this as well. All right. We're going to give our final thoughts for the final thoughts for the week. My final thought quickly would be for the DeFalco Fouls. It's released now. You know, never you never know when it's going to be released. Sometimes it's on a Wednesday. It might be on a Thursday. But right now it's on Fridays. So make sure on Fridays you uh, you look for it and listen. It is really good talk. And especially those that are interested in wanting to get into the wrestling industry there's no better way of you getting more inside information than just listening to this show. Like, seriously, uh, you could go back and listen. We up to, I don't know what, 100 and episode 145, six. It's up there. But if you just go back and listen to them all, you will be ready. I think you will be prepared to walk up into uh, future stars of wrestling, knowing first off who Joe is and know how to not tick him off and become the star that you should be. With, you know, you won't know that if you don't listen to any other show. So um, uh, I'm just it's a good thing just to check out. All right. That's my uh, my, my thoughts. But let's go over to Simon Street, man. What do you want to tell the good folks out there? Well, thank you, everybody, for uh, continue to support us for knuckleheads and the love of wrestling and talking. Uh, but, you know, I will leave you, you everybody with this. You know, the story of life is quicker than the wink of an eye and the story of love is hello and goodbye until we meet again. Oh, something to think about. Wow. All right. <laughs> uh, let's go over to you, Sin City Steve. What you got? I mean, how exactly do I follow that? I don't um, know. Man. I, I, yeah. <laughs> um, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. Thank you for liking, sharing, subscribing, doing all the stuff that you guys do so that we can do, uh, you know, what we love to do. And, you know, you guys share our stuff and you have for years now, we, we can't say it enough. We appreciate each and every one of you. Thank you. Uh, very special thank you. Very special shout out to all the brave men and women serving this country as well. Whether you're doing it on lands, foreign or domestic, thank you for doing what you do. So again, we can do what we love to do. And last but not least, repsports.com, R-E-P-P-Sports.com. Go there for all your pre-workout, weight loss, and general energy needs. Again, that's repsports.com. Use promo code Vegas at checkout and save yourself 15%. All right, Mr. Michaels, what you got? Uh, big RIP to Weeping Lanny Poffo, the genius. Uh, just, just unbelievable. Uh, he posted a picture uh, one night. Uh, you know, he was at the theater, him and his his wife or girlfriend, and uh, the next day he's dead. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Uh, he was one of the nicest guys in the fucking business. Uh, he kept the legacy of the Macho Man alive as well. And uh, that's it. The Poe family is no longer a part of wrestling. So it's a sad thing to see happen. Yeah. All right, Joe. Well, take care. Have a good week. And got uh, to do something good. All right. Take care. Biggest bad boys of podcasting.